Welcome to the show, everyone. Recording this episode on a Monday night. You're listening to the podcast, My Cousin Timmy, presented by Sparrows Bros Media. I'm your host, Cousin Troy here. And the man on the other side of the microphone, he's Mr. Lucky Red 7 himself, My Cousin Timmy. Hey, cuz. What's going on over there in uh, Massachusetts? You got any snow on the ground? We don't. And we still have some snow on the ground here, but we have some pretty big winds going on outside. Uh, 40, 50, 60 mile per hour winds. So uh, Ooh, watch out for ready the, to be sw- the big bad wolf. I hope you have a house made of bricks. That's right. Or we'll be swept up into uh, wherever the hell Dorothy got swept into. Uh, that's, it right. that's a different fairy tale. That's true. Well, they're all fairy tales. That's the that's the point. Yeah. Uh, how was your so weekend? How, yeah. Uh, it was good. I took a little trip myself. Cousin Troy here took a little trip and uh, went to some place called uh, Foxwoods Casino, which is in Connecticut here. And um, yeah, did a little gambling, my friend. Did a little gambling. I um, I haven't played craps and I haven't played blackjack in a long time. So I decided to go to my old standby, which is roulette, which is terrible, terrible odds. But um, I like my lucky numbers. Um, uh, it's not red seven, uh, but I do like my lucky numbers, black 17 and red 21. So those, is those is seven even red? Yeah, that's right. Seven's red. It is red. Okay. Okay. The uh, I had a dream the other night that... You you had texted me and told me you were at Foxwoods playing roulette, and that night I had a dream that I was playing roulette, and I placed a couple of bets, and all of a sudden I won five hundred bucks, and I said put it all on red seven, and red seven hit, and I went nuts, and the lady's like you just won a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and I was like oh my god, I was like are you serious? I was like you have to count that again. Is it really a hundred thousand? And then they, she called over like the, uh, the casino general, and she came over and said, "That's not a hundred thousand. It's only seven thousand. And I was like, "Oh," so I was super disappointed as I went back di- to my hotel room, and my parents were in the hotel room, and I told them that I won seven thousand, and they were really excited, and I was just really down that I didn't win a hundred K. Well, I think that's a, that dream is a, is it, is it an interesting message about perspective, Tim? That's how I look at that. See, well, a hundred thousand, you still won 7,000. You told someone else about it and they were like, that's so amazing. You won seven grand instead. You're disappointed. Going yeah. back to the hotel room. Well, either way, I sent you 20 bucks to play red seven for me. And yes, you said that you were done gambling, so you sent me my twenty bucks back. <laughs> it's true. I did put a couple bucks on Red Seven for uh, for my cousin Timmy, but uh, but I did uh, send you back that twenty bucks. I felt a little guilty. I don't want to take your money just yet because uh, fantasy baseball season hasn't started. Uh, so I'll take your money then. Anyways, that's for a that's for a topic for another time, people. Um, well, speaking about gambling. And my trip this past weekend to uh, Foxwoods, I thought that maybe this week I threw out and I uh, threw out to you maybe we would do our 
top three segment this week on top three gambling experiences. What do you say? I think that's great, but you didn't even ask me about my weekend. I'm not interested. To the top three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Timmy, 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 how was your weekend? I can't be the only one asking questions here. You're, re- you're much better at asking questions uh, than I am. I my, you, weekend, you my weekend was good. I spent two hours at a 2-2 school. My daughter had a birthday party to go to, and she was dressed up in a little tutu, and there was a real-life ballerina inside. And I was the only dad there besides the birthday girl's father. And there was nine, I think, or ten little girls running around, all moms. Um, Story of my life. I uh, am surrounded by moms and nannies. And grandmas. <laughs> Actually, in the midst of that, I had a bunch of money on DFS. And I've been following this one guy on CBS Sportsline who posts optimal lineups every night. And it's because it was such a small slate, which means that there's only a few amount of games, he wasn't doing optimal lineups. So I said, okay, I'll just do my own research and, and play. So I played seven games. I won every single game that I played, all all low dollar stuff. And then the last game I played, there was 297 entries in this contest, and yours truly finished on top in first place. Look at you, kid. That's right. Unfortunately, it was only a $1 entry fee, and the top prize of 297 people was $25, not 10000 Wow. But wow. I can now put on my Twitter feed, DFS champion. Didn't you get first place before? I did, but that was last season. Uh, okay, so this is two, that, now you're a 2019. I mean, would you consider DFS me a champion for getting first place out of 297 people? Yeah, you're a champ. You're a champ. So it has, not, champ it has nothing to do with my bankroll then. It's all about uh, first place trophies, not about dollars. Okay, good. Then, I, then I'm definitely a champion. <laughs> if we're going by, by uh, earnings, I would not be a champion. Uh, well, that's great, man. A little uh, basketball DFS. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I actually got some games going on right now. I'm waiting for the last game to finish to see if I am going to go to bed Look happy or not. Look at you. Now you're just trying to roll that dough forward and you're just trying to double up on it. <laughs> yes, as always. Well, that's great, man. Congratulations. Well, it's a little uh, – I know you dabble a little bit in the uh, the DFS outside of the baseball season, uh, football and basketball, um, but um, I'm waiting for baseball. So it's only uh, only going to be about another month away, month, month and a half away. So Yeah, I'm really excited for baseball. And I actually think what we should do is – have a contest i think we should put some invest in some money in some websites that give us advice optimal lineups and have a contest where i do my own research and play against the optimal lineups and see who finishes with the better score wow let's do it what do you think a great idea is it i think it's a good idea a good investment uh i don't know if it's a good investment but hopefully it'll be some good material for the podcast yeah, and then we can critique these sites. Yes. 
and I think you suggested that we should probably we should do it on a separate pod. We're going to create a we'll create a separate pod. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think we can make a, a strictly fantasy baseball pod since we'll be talking about it a lot. Yep. All right, man. I like that. It's a good idea. Let's do it. Sounds like a good a good plan. We'll we'll pick our we'll pick the other two systems and you play against them and see how everyone stacks up at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. Hey, I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm full of great ideas, people. Watch out. They're going to keep coming. Especially if we keep doing this podcast every week. Uh, All right, so, so gambling experiences. Yeah, let's do some top. Let's do a top three segment of our top three gambling experiences. I have a list. I'm sure you have your list. Why don't you go ahead and give us your number three? My number three. I uh, when I used to live in Maryland, there was a new casino that opened up within a year or so from from when I went and I was with two buddies from work. We went on a, on a school night or a work night. I think it was like a Monday or Tuesday night. It was about a 45 minute drive from where we lived, maybe an hour. And we went and we played blackjack, didn't win, played roulette, didn't win. I was into the ATM. I had gone to the ATM three times. I was into the oh, ATM boy. for 800 bucks. Oh, and we got there probably around, I don't know, 8 o'clock or so, maybe 7. At this point, it was like 11, maybe. I said, okay, so I'm, I'm not having any luck on the tables. I'm going to go play poker for a while. So I went upstairs to the poker room they had, uh, bought in for 200 sat there for about two and a half hours, and I ended up winning, I think, like 250 or so. So I was up down 800 minus 250. I was back to... Down, being down like five or six hundred, I forget. And at that point, you know, when you sit at a poker table, it just it's really dragging, boring for anybody who's who's played in, in a casino before. Um, where, where, where were the other friends? What were they doing during this? Who knows? I don't know what they were doing. Probably drinking at the bar because they were out of oh money. My God. Uh, Wait on you; it'll make your money back. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, poker at a casino can get really long and tiring and i don't know how people do it in the world series of poker i guess it's a little bit more exciting atmosphere there but uh after about two hours i was like all right i've had it i'm about to fall asleep yeah. here so i went back downstairs found my friends i said i gotta win with some of my money back and they and they were just laughing at me They're like we well, should probably just go i mean you've already lost enough well uh, you know right. that's just not my mentality if if you know me so we went to the roulette table and I put, I don't know, 100 bucks on the table. And I decided to corner a market of the table. So I think, I think it was the top left. I don't know what numbers those are, like two, f- five, yeah. and whatever. Anyway, so I put, I put uh, like, I don't know, 10 bucks on each corner. So okay. what's, what's the percentage there? You know, it's like 32 to 1 if you get right directly on the number, right? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yep. All right. So if you get it like on the corners, it's like four. It's like eight to one or something. Anyway, so the numbers hit. Okay, three in, three in a row. I left. I won the first time. I got like eight to one or whatever for one of the corners, and so I just I just kept my money there. I didn't take it. The guy handed me my winnings, but I left my original bet there. Sure. And so the next roll comes. It's the number. 
directly next to it that had hit. And so I won again, eight to one. I wasn't winning that much because I had more money on the corners, but I was winning. I said, okay, so I'll leave it there. The guy gave me my winnings. And then the third number hit. It was the, the third number in the square had hit in a row. Wow. And so I won again. And so I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm losing, but I'm winning because well, you're, I'm hitting the corners yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, you're losing your other bets that you had on some on a couple of the other quarters. Right. Corners, excuse me. But, yeah. Right, right. So I hit the number. And so I'm up like, I don't know. I had a $100 bet. I'm up like 100 or so. And the three, the this in this square, the three numbers of the four numbers in the square I've hit. And I'm like, oh my god, this number is gonna hit. There's no like, this is insane. Like the the chances of this happening are crazy. So I, yeah. so I took all the coins or the coins, the chips I had left that weren't already on the table, and I said, put them on. I think it was I don't know five red or whatever okay. was the last number in the box. Yeah. And they roll, they roll, they roll the roulette table. Number appears on the screen. That number hit. And like four or five other people had been watching me bet and they put their money on top of mine. And so I put it right in the middle. So I won, I think, I think I had, I don't know what it was, like I had like 30 bucks on the number or something. And I I ended up winning like $650 on the one spin. Unbelievable, and and I and so I said, "Wow, that is like that's insane that that happened. I've never seen that happen before." I cashed out with, I think, like eleven hundred dollars. Holy moly! So I ended up I ended up winning three hundred bucks after all that. And this probably all happened like once you kind of met up with your buddies after poker. It must have happened like what within like an hour span, maybe even less, probably less, right? When yeah, yeah. Table? I think we like went and got food and then went back, um, but we didn't leave. We didn't leave the casino until after midnight. So uh, I remember I got home at like one thirty. But oh man, look at that's unbelievable! Like what a what a run that is. That those numbers. I mean, again, it's the roulette table. It never remembers. Everyone thinks it does, but it's all you know. It's completely random. Yeah, and it was it was incredible. So just that's a, a lesson to be learned, people. No matter how much you're down, don't ever lose hope. Wow, I'm in, I'm truly impressed, and I'm actually truly amazed that that's your number three. I can't even imagine what the other well, two it's, are. Well, they, it's it's just kind of it was just lucky. That's why the other the other experiences were more fun. Yeah, but yeah. We'll, we'll get to but, those. Well, that that's that's crazy. I don't even think I've ever, I've ever heard that before. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so after that trip, me yeah. and these other guys at work every day like live tonight. We go live, Maryland live, nice. baby. Classiest wow. joint in in town. Well, very good. Uh, my number three is not really. It's definitely more of an experience and less to do with uh, with um, actual uh, 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 earnings here. But um, one thing that I did post college with um, with some friends from college is that we'd get together, we'd meet in 
probably, I think we met in Hoboken, New Jersey, a whole bunch of us. And we'd go down to Atlantic City. And we went over to, there was this like upper room level that a couple friends knew that was like the cheap black cat, cheap blackjack tables on a Saturday. Because all the other tables were like, you know, we're all like, you know, just out of college, not a lot of money. And um, we're not going to play $25 minimum bets. Um, right. So I think so it was what's the, cheap, like five or ten? Um, I think it was. No, I think they were like a, I think they were like a buck. What? I've never seen that anywhere. Yeah, it was like in this back room. It was not. There were not many tables. Like four tables they had. Wow. And they were always jammed. And uh, I think it was at Bally's. And um, I mean, this is going back like you know a couple, you know a decade or. Wait, more. is this this is in Vegas? No, this is Atlantic City. Oh, Atlantic City. Sorry, I I was uh, distracted by the paper towels I'm looking at. Yeah, you should be. Uh, it's a good, that's much more interesting than the story. But uh, it was just it was just a good experience of going down with college friends, kind of like that post college feel. Um, you know, a couple people have you know a few bucks in their pocket, but not a whole lot. Uh, driving, carpooling down together. We stopped at a New Jersey Turnpike uh, stop and bought a whole bunch of sunglasses. Walked promptly walked in, uh, walked into to the casino wearing them, and then promptly were asked to take them off, of course, because they uh, didn't want people wearing them while they were sitting at the blackjack table. And uh, we had a great we had great fun. The whole table. This is the best part. It's just like the whole table is your friends. You know what I mean? So, you know, the dealer was you know cracking jokes and you know saying things like, "Hey, it's only money, no big deal," and and uh, just rooting us on. And uh, it was just a great night. It's something I'll always remember, and I still have the pair of sunglasses as a memento. So, wow, AC baby, that's right. Uh, I have not been back in a long time. But, anyways, what's your number two in your gambling experiences? My number two involves my wife, and we were in Aruba, one happy island. Is how they call it. Um, My mother is actually there on vacation right now. But uh, we were at this casino downtown inside of the... They have this, like, shopping mall there, I think. Amy had never played blackjack before. And we went to this casino, and I was like, let's sit down and play blackjack. And so we've been drinking for a while. And we sit down, I, I taught her how to play. And I was basically playing two hands, but, you know, she was... She was sure. hitting or staying, and it was just it was a really fun experience because she had never played before, and I felt really cool as the teacher. And we were just sitting at a table; the casino wasn't really that packed. It was just the two of us playing against the dealer uh, for a couple hours, and we both ended up winning a hundred bucks. And she had a blast, yeah, and she loved it. And I don't think she really ever gambled before. And so I kind of got her into it because she tasted the winning. And so now I think that's why she allows me to gamble as much as I do. <laughs> because you're, but, because you're, you're, you're an expert that makes a lot of money. That's, that's right. But uh, so we, we, we won the money. That part was really fun. She was having a blast. We had had a few drinks. And this casino was on the second floor or maybe the third floor of the mall. So we were okay. walking, we, we, we left the casino and we're walking down the stairs and 
at the bottom of the stairs is a glass door. And it was, you know, one of those three panels, glass door, like the actual glass door, and then more glass. Okay. Um, did I do a good job describing that? Anyways. No, it's a glass door. Got it. <laughs> Anyways, we're walking down the stairs, <laughs> and there's no, like, pane in the middle of the of the glass. Like, okay. you know, like a window pane. It's just, like, full, full yeah. like, floor to ceiling. So walking down the stairs, and she's talking to me, and I like look up to walk through the door, and I walked right into the fucking glass that <laughs> was next to the opening, and I smashed my face and fell onto the fell to the ground, <laughs> and she just started laughing at me hysterically uh, for pretty much all night. Um, it didn't have any broken bones, no blood, That's but good. I felt okay. a little, a little dizzy for a little bit. Uh, but that was my, uh, my number two experience. So a little, little, uh, comedic relief with, uh, with some winnings. And your wife was like, I can't believe I'm going to marry this guy. Well, uh, she, she did not know yet. We were, this was before we were engaged. So, yeah, well, that was the, that was a sign right there. She should have run out. I'm just kidding. Of course. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny yes i've uh i've been there myself uh smashing into uh, an elevator door one time when i wasn't looking it happens to all of us people don't lie all right that's pretty funny i like that very good um uh, introducing your uh your uh future wife to become a degenerate gambler that's great uh <laughs> all right my number two actually has to do with a little little bit of your number three. It was, it's probably like one of my bigger winnings in the casino. So this is my number two experience. And funny enough, your dad was there. Really? This yeah. should, this should so, be interesting. Well, I think he was watching more from afar. Uh, he was there along with, uh, with my dad, but uh, it was Vegas. And I was just recently playing craps so i was at the venetian casino uh in vegas and uh trying my hand at craps you know i had tried a couple times before so it's probably like you know third or fourth time trying and uh you know just to get a feel for it it feels very intimidating when you go up to a craps table it's like oh man there's a lot going on but it, there really there is a lot going on it's just sometimes you need a lot of money so you can kind of play a lot of different odds um, and, and play a lot of different numbers when you're there, but it's not a complicated game. So don't be intimidated by it, people. Just go out, put your money on the pass line, and and uh, go along for the ride. Um, it's fun. It's a it's a fun game. It's more fun when you have more money on the table, but uh, it's still a lot of fun to watch everyone. Anyways, at the craps table, I get the dice, um, and I just start rolling, man. And and I was just. Rolling sevens, hit hit the hit my numbers, and uh, it was probably it was definitely twenty to twenty five minutes I was rolling, um, and it was just a lot of fun. And I it was the first time that I can really remember in a casino where you just kind of got overtaken by like the shot of adrenaline. You know what I mean? Like just the atmosphere of everyone screaming at the table and you know, come on, shooter! Come on, shooter. Like, I just, I remember it vividly. It was just like, 
I, I had money on the table that I didn't know where the hell it was. Like the dealer was like, it was, which is not a good thing. This is not a good thing. I, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I remember there was, there was a moment the dealer and I kept on like, sh- you know, giving me money. Cause I had put money, I guess on like 10 and, 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 and four or something. And I, and I was hitting those numbers and, um, it was, it was weird. Like I felt so out of control, but it was a great rush. The whole table's cheering for you. Like I said, it went on for about 20 to 25 minutes, uh, made a good amount of money and, um, walked away. And I think I like went up to your dad and my dad and I was telling them and they said like, Oh yeah, we could, you know, we, you know, we saw you from afar. Like, you know, it was, it was pretty funny, but like just kind of being able to share that with, uh, with family right away. Um, but it was a great run. Loved it. Venetian casino. So uh, beautiful. Did any beautiful women come and sit next to you and blow on your dice when you were rolling? No, I didn't want any coolers showing up and like, you know, you know, breaking <laughs> my, uh, my streak here. Is there uh let me ask you, is I haven't really played craps that many times. Is there a limit on how many times they, they allow you to roll? Or you just keep going until you lose. Yeah, so you, you basically keep going until you crap out. So um, essentially what that means is that, like, you roll on the pass line. If you get a 7 or 11 there, you win your bet, you double your money, basically. But um, when you're – so that happens when you roll. If you roll anything but, uh, you know, I think it's uh, – I haven't played in a while now, of course. But anything but a 2, 3, or uh, 12, that's – you know, that's – you crap out on that. Um, so – it's cons- well, once is it considered crapping out if you're not rolling and you just lose your bet, or only if you're if you're rolling the dice? No, I think I I would associate it with like even if you're not rolling the dice. Okay, got it. Uh, as a g- general thing at the table, like so, you know, once you establish a number, like you don't want the seven, right? So once you establish a number, you don't want it. So I wasn't getting my I wasn't throwing sevens. Um, when I established a number, I was only throwing sevens before I established. Right, it. you were so throwing you were throwing darts. I got it. That's right. So, anyways, that's my number two. Sweet. Enough of that. What's your number one? Wait, how much did you win? Did you say? Uh, three three seventy five. Oh, wow, look at you. Well, you know, it's not you know, it's not big winnings like you, but you know, what can you do? Yeah. Well, that's probably less than the price of a, a bottle at uh, Club XS. So. Probably. Number one. Number one, this goes way back to a time when I was underage. There we go. I was a junior in college, and two of my buddies had a friend that went to McGill, which is up in Montreal, Canada. Okay. Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Yes, the French-speaking part of Canada. Yes. So they said, let's go up and visit her. And I said, for the weekend, I said, okay. So we drove up in my my Nissan Maxima. We left on a, I think it was a Thursday night, late. It was about a, from Boston, geez, I think it was maybe like a six-hour drive. Does that sound right? Yeah. uh... Five or six hours, I think. Five or six hours to Montreal, yeah. Somewhere in between there. Anyway, so we're, we're cruising along. It's you know it's dark. It's it's late at night. We we stop for food at this like hole in the wall somewhere in Vermont, and we're we order we order our food and we're waiting for them to bring us some something to drink. 
and all of a sudden the door opens from like a basement and there's this like 14 year old kid like <laughs> i don't know how old he was pretty tiny he was basically the gimp okay they had That's this all i was i was about to say that go ahead <laughs> they had the gimp in the basement and he comes out and <laughs> pours us our water and he goes, can I get you anything else? And we just looked at him and started laughing. And he goes, no, we're good. And he went, opened the door, went right back down to the basement. And there was definitely a basement because it was stairs. Now, I don't know what kind of establishment this was, but the food was pretty terrible from what I remember. And they, you know, hold their employees against their will in basements. So, um, when, can I just, let me ask this. Yeah. The water that he brought up, did that come from? the basement that was he carrying that up or no there was the water like upstairs and he just grabbed it and poured some no i think he carried it up oh jeez i'm it's amazing you're still alive <laughs> so we whatever we had dinner had that i just remember that being funny it might have been funny if you were there so we left the restaurant yep. this, this point's like 11 30 at night and we're flying down the highway I'm going like I don't know 85 in a in a 60, and one of my friends is like, I think I just saw a cop. I'm just like, what? Oh shit! And there's this like 18 wheeler truck up ahead, so I I speed up and pull in front of the truck, thinking trying to hide, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I slowed down, put the radio down, and like five minutes later, we hear the sirens. We get pulled over by. Vermont state trooper. That's right. Super trooper time, baby. He's like, where are you guys headed? You know, we're like, uh, Canada. He's like this late at night. You know, they ask you all those stupid fucking questions just to piss you right. off. He's like, yeah, you know how fast you were going? I said, I don't actually. I was, I was like, I, I just slowed down a little bit. I didn't think I was going that fast. And so he's like, yeah, you're going 85 and let me see your license. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And he's like, you got any other questions? Before I cut, before I go check this out or anything, I was like, "Yeah, can you let me know who won the Celtics game?" <laughs> and he just looks at me and just kind of smirks like he's annoyed. Anyways, he comes sure. back with the ticket. It was a hundred and I think thirty five dollars for speeding. Um, and and I got a point on my license. Yeah. Appar- apparently, in the state of Vermont, they give you points, and if you get, I don't know three points you get your license suspended or something like that do you know anything about wow. that being in new england uh i don't know about that because i've only been pulled over once but go ahead i'm a very good driver anyway so <laughs> so i was pissed at my friends yeah. because they were telling me to drive faster because they wanted to get there and we had the ticket and i said all right as soon as as soon as we get there we're going straight to the casino so we we drove yeah. straight to Casino de Montreal. Lovely the, casino, by the way. Parked the car. Did not go to their friend's house first. Went straight to the casino. Go inside. Okay. I went straight to the blackjack table. Now we're in Canada now, in Montreal. And all the cards are French. Okay? Yep. So I'm looking at these deck of cards, and half of them I have no idea what it is. Like the king and the jack, like they all look just foreign to me because they are. 
yeah, anyways, you are in a foreign country. Yeah. Anyways, I, f- I figured it out. Start playing blackjack, and I told him I was like, "We're going to the casino, and I'm going to win my money back to pay for this stupid ticket." And they're like, "All right." <laughs> so, so we sit down at the table playing blackjack. I'm just getting cards upon cards, like ten after ten face cards, left and right. I'm winning so much that people are putting money on my hand. People that are watching from behind are putting their chips behind my cards. Now, awesome. great feeling. Yeah. So, is that pretty standard at most casinos? Like, is that allowed, or is this um, just Canada has loose rules? I haven't. I don't think I've. I may have seen it once or twice in the states, but when I was gambling blackjack up in Canada, it it was rampant. I mean, they were they were it was rose deep. So go ahead. Yeah, the people oh, do okay. it all the time. Got it. Got it. Okay. So I played for about an hour and winning so much. Ended up winning like three hundred three hundred dollars um, American money. They of course they gave me Canadian bills and we had to exchange them later. But um, anyways, I knew how much I had bought in for and I you know doubled or tripled my money. So so we're, yeah, super excited. I think I think we're I was only nineteen at this point. Um, we are leaving the casino. This. This casino, I don't know how recently you were there, but there's just, like, flashing lights everywhere. They have, like, a bridge, and, like, the escalators are lit up. It's yep, kind, it's kind of psychedelic. That. And so we, I took out the money, and we stood in front of the escalator all the lights, and we had somebody take a picture of us with the money. And all of a sudden, these two security guards come over and say, no photography in here. Right. And they like, you have to leave now. I was like, what? I can't take a picture with my friends? It's like I was using the photograph to to cheat the system or something. That's right. Anyways, we left the casino. I won my money back. I paid for the ticket. I was super happy, and we what left. Did you do? How did you? How did you pay for the ticket? Did you just drive just as fast as you got pulled over and threw the money out the window at the cop <laughs> while the? Uh, just... <laughs> I should have, but uh, no. Yeah, so you, it, it was like that's for not telling me about the Celtics score, buddy. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it was probably a mail-in, I, I assume, since yeah. it was a different state. I'm sure. Good. But uh, that's uh, that's my number one gambling experience that I remember. That's great. That's great. You are you, you're uh, you're a go-getter. Look at hear the hear that people. Look at that. Just get out there and just be like, I'm making my money back, and uh, it happens. So yeah, well, I mean, when, when you're playing for when you're playing for something. The adrenaline yeah. and the passion, I feel, I feel like it just pushes you to win. You know, yeah. when you just go just to gamble, you know, it's, it's hard to get lucky sometimes. You're a regular old Tom Brady. That's who you are. Uh, I wish my number one was ex- as exciting as that. All I remember of my number one, it was going back to Atlantic City uh, and bachelor party. So, uh, which unfortunately... Cousin Timmy was not able to go to the Atlantic City bachelor party. I did invite him. wasn't able to go because he was not yet 21. So it was a while ago. Uh, but it was a really fun uh, guy introduced to roulette, played blackjack, and at the Tropicana entered into a poker tournament. And uh, that was a lot of fun. It was a grind for about, I think it was almost four and a half hours um 
that I was at the at the tables there, and even got to like move to different tables as the uh, as the uh, over the course of the four hours as the people were getting uh, you know um, busted out. So uh, it was it was a heck of a lot of fun. It was the dumbest thing that we did in terms of we picked everyone up from uh, up here in Boston, picked up a couple other friends in New York, drove down, decided not to have a hotel room that first night. So we got there at like 11 p.m. and we had no hotel room and we couldn't check in till like three o'clock the next afternoon. I feel like that's so, okay when you're at a casino, though. You know something? They're open 24 hours, aren't they? No, sure. So there's places to eat, and there's obviously plenty of entertainment in terms of wanting to gamble. But it was something like, it it was the craziest thing. Like, we should not have done that. Actually, now that I'm just thinking about this, I feel like that's not right. I felt like it was like another day that we had. It was something insane that we were up for like 24 hours before we could like check into a hotel room. Did Um, Did you get pneumonia after? I did not get the Super Bowl pneumonia uh, like you got. I did not get a bachelor party pneumonia, uh, but um, but it was a lot of fun. I just remember it being a really cool first and only poker tournament that I ever entered, like official tournament. So that was kind of interesting, and uh, you know kept kept uh, kept one chip for uh, for a memento. Uh, but always good when you go with with a, with a bunch of really good friends. So, Is uh. uh... Is this when uh, you took me to Turning Stone Casino instead? Because I, Hilar- I, I couldn't go with you? Exactly. That was an honorable mention on my end. It was the Turning <laughs> Stone trip with you up, uh, what is it, Troy, New York or something? Like upstate New York. Yeah, we Ver- went up there. Verona, it, I think. Verona, yeah. It's a, it's a casino that's uh, 18, 18 plus there. Uh, and yes, we went up there. We played some poker. I think I played some roulette. Um, and, uh, I always remember something there when we were, we were just about done and I went to play the roulette table a little bit and there was another guy and he was over there and he put all, I mean, he, he must've had almost every damn number on the roulette board. Oh, I hate um, people who do that. Okay. So he had everything on there and I would, I, whatever, I just bet a few numbers, spins, double zero, double zeros <laughs> and the whole board is wiped out. And this guy, I'm not kidding you. Like, he, I don't think he was, he was not putting on an act. He just looked at it and I kind of like glanced at him and he goes like, that was all my money for the week. And I was like, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. I hate people who do that. They bet every single number except for the double zeros. But it's like, even if you win, you're not really winning that much. Because you bet, you, like, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I know what you. I, I hear what you're getting at. Like, you're splitting all your 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 you're putting all these bets and all these numbers, and like you're you're just winning your money back if one of them hits. Essentially, that's basically what it is. Um, you're not really winning anything big. My whole philosophy with roulette. I mean, clear. It's a it's a terrible game, a terrible odds game. But I, I don't look at the board really. I look at it a little bit, but. Uh, just to see before I get to the table. But while I'm at the table, I never look at the board. I don't care. I don't time anything. I play by two numbers and sometimes a third, and I just keep betting. So I'm very boring when it comes to like playing roulette, but I'm just like either my numbers are going to hit or they're not, and that's it. I don't worry about what I played three, three friggin' spins ago. So you don't pay attention to what the previous numbers were that, that hit? 
No, because it's a roulette board. It doesn't remember. No, but I mean, if you just think about the odds, right? I mean, odds are odds. A, well, yeah, they're odds, but I mean, well, what what no, about uh, if do you ever do you ever play red or black, or do you just never. do numbers? No, I just do my numbers. Got it. Anyways, anyways, fuck that guy. Uh, ridiculous. But that was an honorable <laughs> mention. Turning Stone. I do still remember that trip. So uh, glad that we could that. Uh, do that one together. A lot of talk about gambling. Maybe we should just. <laughs> we should go. I got. I got to go gamble. I got to get my wife to Vegas. I know you guys are so, so much closer. So um, love Vegas. Wish wish we could go. But my the wife and I here we used to go out to Vegas almost every single year. Once a year doesn't. Uh, that has not happened for some time. We wanted to wrap it up, people. But before we before we say goodbye, our. Uh, an elder cousin of ours who has uh, following his dreams has has been his uh, slogan. He started a TV show from scratch ten years ago, and to help the people. And the show now is is airing all over the world in many different countries. Um, been helping artists and comedians and authors and uh, people, local people in New England get their, get heard by everyone else. Um, Their show now, he's been doing it 10 seasons, is uh, coming to an end. And our our cousin Troy here used to be a producer on the show. um, So I think he wanted to give a shout out or say a couple of things about the show. Um, I tried to help out one year trying to get the show yeah, on did. on TV in uh, Washington DC. Uh, that did not go so well. I failed. Um, so sorry about that, <laughs> cousin Steve. But uh, the Steve Katzo show after ten seasons is coming to an end. Cousin Troy, what do you have to say about that? Well, yeah. It, just quickly, just wanted to uh, give the quick shout out to cousin Steve and everyone else that's been working on the Steve Katzo show. It's been a uh, it's it's been a uh, a show that's been promoting, as Tim Timmy was saying, creative artists, musicians, comedians, authors, actors from the New England area, and it's been all over the country, and actually all over this country, and actually in a few other countries, uh, mostly England and Australia. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been a good run. You know, it was a show that everyone volunteered for no one got paid and it was just there to promote uh creative artists local artists to get their art out there get them some exposure with television give them some experience being in front of a studio audience and uh you know i mean the 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 production of the show is professional and uh steve as uh, cousin steve has really put his uh, heart and soul into that show for the past 10 years just wanted to say congratulations and uh, we wish Cousin Steve well. Um, and thank you, you know, for uh, all that content that he has provided over the years and showcasing creative artists in New England. So, you know, and he, he, he says the show, the last they're going to film the last episode live tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, I will be there. Yeah, Cousin Troy will, will be there in attendance. Um, exciting stuff. I personally, I think... He says this will be the last show, and I think they'll take a break. There's a few few different reasons why, um, but I think he'll be back. Whether it's 
the Steve Katzo show or not, I think Cousin Steve will be back doing something else um, after a short break, whether it's TV or a radio or, or maybe even a podcast. Um, but I, I, th- I think he'll be back. I don't. I don't think this is the end. It's not the not the end of Cousin Steve on some type of uh, entertainment platform. Is what you're saying? Yep, I agree. Correct. It will be. Uh, yep, there'll be there'll be some other uh, iteration of this. I think in in, in future years. I think uh, he's too talented and too funny and um, you know too much of a man of the people to really just mm-hmm. uh, to hang it up permanently. So. Well, with that, um, thank you for listening to episode four of My Cousin Timmy. If you uh, want to check out any live feeds or pictures, you can go to Instagram for that, at The Real Cousin Timmy, on Facebook, Sparrows Media Bros. And finally, well, I guess you probably already found this on iTunes. No, Sparrows Bros. Media. It's not Sparrows Media Bros? No, what did you develop? Dyslexia? Let me do... Yes, it's. Oh, I guess I did. I wrote it incorrectly. I'm reading it. Didn't write. You, you should have spell checked this. You Jesus, you're reading from a teleprompter and you still got it wrong. Yeah, I wrote it into the teleprompter incorrectly. Anyways, on Facebook at Spiros Bros Media, and you already listened to this on iTunes, so you're already there. Don't we have an email address? Then? Yeah, SpirosBros at gmail dot com. If you guys have any topics or suggestions for things for us to talk about. Please send those over. We'll be happy to do so. Um, we're trying to keep the content going. And we all know i got plenty of ideas, but we'd love to hear yours as well. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Episode 4 of My Cousin Timmy, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See ya.